Welcome to episode 49 of Inside Jogging Podcast. As always, we've got a big show coming at you as we check in with Josh to see how his 5K went in Bristol and Matt to see how his pacing went in Wrexham. We'll chat through our training weeks, look at some running news and results and cover a few other segments in the next hour, I don't know, 90 minutes of, of recording. In a week that saw Wrexham owner Ryan Reynolds gift a urinal from the club stadium to fellow owner Rob McKelney, we check in with the real big name from Wrexham to see if Mike Harrington's going to gift him anything similar from the Wrexham course, how's life, Matt? Why are you coming to me first? I wasn't prepared for that. You weren't even listening. I'm good, mate. I'm very good. Um, yeah, big event today. Hollywood status. All the A-listers were down today. So, good morning. Good Was morning, Ryan Reynolds there? Uh, yeah, he paid us a visit. Did he? Uh, he uh, started the race off. Cool. Well, we'll get into that in a sec. Um, let me welcome other co-hosts to the show, a 217 marathon man who in recent weeks seems to be the go-to person to answer our listener question. How's, your, how's life, Josh? Yeah, not too bad. I was just saying before, uh, been a bit of a stressful week this week, but otherwise not too bad. Why is it stressful, Josh? Talk to us. Mate, work. I'm actually having to do some work. I don't like it. Well, hopefully... Yeah, things change soon. Should we go to some training weeks before we, I drop you might, in anything? Um, might be the case. <laughs> right, Matt. Matt's building to Manchester 10K. Have you got your Strava open, Matthew? You have, really... I, have I, hell? I will get it open now for you while I'm continuing to talk I, to try and... I can start for you, mate. It's just for, for your reference. It will be the 18th of April. I'm on it. And it was back um, holiday what, Monday. What episode is this? I just said, if you're listening. 49. Three, weeks, 49 away from year, boys. Three weeks away from the big birthday. Nearly a year and I still can't get to grips with this. All right, so. What are we doing for our birthday party? Um, Maybe we can throw it to the patrons do, and they can do, you know do what? something for us. It will actually be my birthday. It'll be my 30th birthday that weekend. There we go. There you go. The big three O's. Right. Sorry, Matt. It's all, it's all downhill now then, Josh, when you get into the 30s. <laughs> you realize that, don't you? I started like that since 25, to be honest. <laughs> peak dearly. All right. <laughs> I'm yet to peak. Plenty of years left. Um, so. Your Achilles says otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> April 18th. 9.56 miles, 7.35 pace. I need to be a little bit more detailed with my runs. I feel like I'm just uh, going through them a bit too quick. You do that. Um, 6.43 a.m. I did some weights as well in my gym. Um, nothing to report on that one. I was just recovering from uh, the long run on Sunday. Then I, uh, Monday afternoon, actually, I... I know I'm jumping ahead there. That was Tuesday. So Tuesday, um, I didn't do a session because I was um, wanted an extra day after having quite a big week the fall uh, the previous week. So um, I did 
what did I do? I did 6.75 miles at 6.41 pace, which is 45 minutes, 11 seconds. I also did a few pickups as well, everyone. That was at 5.45 5 5 a.m. Yeah. yeah. To get excited. Have, um, you had list- have you had listeners writing into you to tell you to be more detailed or something? I'm not, no. I just feel like I need to be more professional. Um, so I started early on that, on that run. Um, and then I was in Birmingham with work. And then... Uh, after that, I went down to um, Southampton. So I stayed over in Southampton um, that night. Uh, I got out for um, another run, 4.24 miles, 6.58 pace, 29 minutes and 33 seconds. I had no idea where I was going. So I thought every, every time I don't know where I am, I always try and find water. Um, well, luckily, uh, I'm by, uh, by the water in Southampton, so I just ran to water, found the port. Um, it was a bit sketchy, actually, because um, I kind of went through this barrier, and I could tell that I probably shouldn't have done it, but anyway, I just carried on. Uh, lovely little um, out-and-back I did. Um, saw a few boats. I say boats, they're more like ferries, huge things. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I think that's definitely a cruise liner, mate. That's not a cruise ferry. liner. Yeah. Well, same thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you're not hopping across the water on that thing. I'll I tell you what, these things aren't good for the environment, are they? These cruise ships. Because I ran past this one and I was looking at its chimneys and it was just like blowing out this yellow green gunk out of the chimneys. I mean, that's not good, is it? It's not. It's World Earth Day this week, isn't it? You should write well, and tell them. There you go. I mean, you know, we're always talking about recycling, but what about these cruise ships? Is anyone addressing these? I don't think so. Why don't you make it your job, mate? Yeah, maybe I will. Um, But first of all, do you not think it's, yeah, when you see a barrier that you probably shouldn't go into that area? Well, I saw a barrier, but then I also saw a gap. So I went through the gap. And it was all right, you know, I went through, I was like, oh, this is nice. And it was nice and quiet. Yeah. Then I turned around and then I went the other direction um, and saw another big boat. And I, I don't know about you boys, but going on cruise ships does not appeal to me. No, um, I right. get seasick yeah. anyway. Yeah, I'd just be bored. Yeah, I'd be bored. Um, someone did actually comment on my Strava saying uh, Joshua Rollus. It's an interesting surname. He said an absolute roller coaster of emotions there, pal. I was like, it was, to be fair. Um, and the guy was lovely, actually. He just said, um, you can't run in here. I was like, okay, mate. And then I ran out. Yeah, fair enough. Wait, were, um, you on the lookout? were you on the lookout for people just in case? Did you ever think, oh, we shouldn't be there? No, I just carry on running. Because this happens to me um, all the time. I run in these fields. I'm like always on the lookout for a tractor. And if I see a tractor like sprinting the other direction, just so I don't get told off. Yeah, but I don't run in fields because I can't run in them. So yeah. Josh, was, was it with you at Ipswich 5K when we were on the docks? And they open up the docks for the race, don't they? Yeah. And we stopped on the warm-up for a little wee behind a, a building. And then over the megaphone comes, lads, you're not pissed there. <laughs> I vaguely remember. Anyway, carry on. 
so yes, yeah, so that was exciting. Um, I actually stayed in a lovely, lovely hotel. I'm actually going to do a little plug. It was uh, the, the White Star Tavern. I don't generally stay in um, like pubs, uh, above pubs, restaurants, but um, it was probably the best one I could find in Southampton. It was actually pretty good. So you have to do all your own bookings for your hotels then? Yeah. Huh. Which is great because I'm very particular. Yeah. As everyone should know. We haven't had a review in ages, to be fair, so it's good to have enough one. Yeah, everything was good. Um, i tell you what, I'm into these coffee bags in the hotels now. Mm. Yeah, they're good. Um, yeah, they're very good. I had coffee bags and I had an espresso. So, options, which I liked. Um, and a very nice, powerful shower, which I also enjoy. Um, so that was Wednesday. Just no, on, sh- on, sh- on showers, while I remember. When you have a shower, which way do you face? I crouch down. <laughs> what? And just crouch down and put my hands on my head and just shower like that. Interesting. No, I, 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 I face the... I face the shower well it depends because i feel like if you face away from the shower it's it's i don't know you feel like it's more of a, a luxurious experience because you're fully embracing the sort of surroundings whereas i always face the tap so it's just easy to maneuver yeah. there so i had this con- conversation with with jenny and she was telling she finds it weird that I, I face away from the shower head but i think that's normal you message me when when you're having a conversation actually i'm yeah i'd face away as well because so i you get water in your eyes any listeners, let us know which way do you face in the shower? Yeah, it's a great, that's a great question, actually. Yeah. Um, we, we should do a poll. I'll do it. I'll get it up. Go on. Um, on showers, actually. I, I, I will move on. Um, I'm trying to do cold showers. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that's rough. I'm trying to do lukewarm showers because apparently um, my, uh, what's it called? My internal thermostat is, is off because... Essentially, like if you have cold showers, I'm I'm completely butchering this, but apparently you have cold showers, it like um, gets your um, your core temperature back have to. Have you like, been speaking to Dan again? No, no, not at all. No. So um, yeah, so I'm 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 building into it. I'm on the lukewarm showers now. Okay, Matt, is this based off your just your results from London and Berlin when it was a little bit warm? <laughs> you know what? It, I I didn't think of that. That's a good shout. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm not good in the heat, so maybe this will change everything. There we go. So, um, so there you go. So remember this. Remember this day. Um, so that was Tuesday. Oh, wow, we're on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday. Let's start running through this. Wednesday, I met up with uh, Repton Track Club, aka um, Charlie Holson, Scott Overall. So um, the session was. This was far too much. For me um well it wasn't but the recoveries were a bit brutal to be honest so um the plan was to do 20 by 400 and having a minute rest um but scott got a bit greedy and wanted less rest so he could keep a heart rate high which i was fine with um the plan was 68 so the rest was anything from 30 seconds to 40-ish seconds. Um, and yeah, it was pretty good, actually. Um, 
Uh, my Achilles got a bit sore about 12, so I wasn't going to pull a pin, but 13, 14 reps felt a little bit better, so I just carried on with it. Um, so I was averaging about probably 68 um, for most, and then uh, Charlie and Scott decided to go a little quicker on the, on the last few, um, and I just stuck at what I was doing. So I think they went a little quicker on the last maybe four reps. What was it? Um, was it meant to be like 5K pace then, effort? I would say that's, oof, I have no idea what that is for me at the moment. That could be, that could be 3K, 1500 meter effort for me at the moment. Yeah, but when you're doing 400s, even if it's 5K effort, you always run a bit quicker than I'd say 5K pace. It's more like effort. So what's 68? That's like 14, 14 10. 10, yeah. So I reckon that's probably, I mean, I don't know if that's where I'm at. It definitely isn't more like 14, 30. So those um, other boys, so Scott Overall, I saw at the weekend he ran relays, old man relays, in about yeah. 15, 30 or whatever it was. Was he just jogging around that then? Because if he did, I mean, the session he did, he was only 30 seconds ahead of my boy, Ben Heron. So I went to see Ben he, Heron. He was happy with that. He was happy with that on Wednesday, Scott was. Oh, yeah. Well, he's obviously in shape if he can knock out some quick 400s. Yeah. He's in He's in good neck. Yeah. I don't know as far as um, aerobically with the longer stuff where he's at, but I'd say for the for the shorter stuff, yeah, he's, he, you know, he's, he's in good neck. And Charlie's uh, building from injury. Yeah. So he's, he's, um, He's getting there now, which is good to see. I do have to make an, a public announcement. Um, uh, Scott Oval does not live in Ellesmere Port. Um, he wanted me to say that on the podcast. So he lives just outside. Okay. So there you go. It's um, not the best area. Eight miles away from Ellesmere Port. So just, there you go. Just I, give I, us, I have no give idea. his address out. You might as well just yeah, read well, it out. Next next week, I'll I'll put I'll put the full we'll put the full address in the yeah, show. Get his what three words and we'll we'll read it out. So yeah, so that was good. Um, and that's what I did Wednesday, Thursday, ten point five one miles, seven thirteen pace, and that was seventy five minutes on the nose. Um, nice and easy. I went actually out with uh, Dan Weston, um, the man of Wrexham. So that was nice to catch up with him. Not round with him for well since Christmas. Uh, Friday, 10.27 miles on this one. Um, and this was with hills. So up to 20 seconds on the hills now, six of them. Just uh, walk down, 7.26 pace. Um, and I became the, uh, the local legend of Daisy Lane Dash. So there you go. Happy with that on a Friday. Um, and then yesterday, I got up late and I really couldn't be asked to run but I managed to get five miles in what's uh, getting up late for you Matt six well I ran at, I ran at half seven so yeah yeah I definitely wasn't awake see I always find I find I don't know about you boys but I find if I, I was, if I lie in I feel worse for it yeah I don't like I don't have like having a lie in but yeah, I know you get up ex, ex, especially early speak well i mean i wouldn't say it's that early i think you get up especially late 
anyway, um, five miles. Um, that brings us to today. So um, I was the chauffeur this morning um, of the, um, two of the uh, pro athletes, um, Stephen Scullion and Omar. Don't know his last name. Sorry, Omar. Ahmed. Um, yeah, let's go with that. So picked them up from the hotel in Wrexham at uh, about 20 past seven. Uh, drove them, drove them around, took them a little, had a little tour of Wrexham. Um, that's what exactly, exactly what they wanted on, on race morning. <laughs> Clarity driving them anywhere other than the actual course. So um, they had a little tour. Um, so they, they, they enjoyed that. They said, uh, yeah, it's a lovely place to be, Wrexham, and they're thinking of moving here. So um, so that was good. Uh, and then we got to the race. So the plan for me was to do 10 miles uh, with the second group, and that was 2.14 um, pace on the nose. Um, so around 5.07s, uh, 5.08s, that sort of that sort of area. Um so it was me and Phil Sessman. We um, had the duty of going while well, I was going to turn. I think Phil went a little bit longer in the end. So he went to 11. Three, he went to 11. I actually said to him, um, call it a bit early because I, um, I think he's been dealing with um, a bit of a cold or some, some sort of chest infection of some sort. So I um, heard he, he got an extra 10K for going to 11 mile. That's what I was told. Yeah, I just do it for love of the sport. To be honest, boys, don't get. I don't ask for any money. Um, so I tell you what, three, it's a three point. If anybody is not racist, um, and I've obviously got to give a bit of a plug to the to the to the guys, Mike and Helen, and all the volunteers for organising it. it. Was a it was a great morning, um, great event. Uh, there's loads of people out there running. This morning, it was fairly windy on the fast bits of the course, which made it hard. Um, and yeah, so I managed to get through 10 miles at 5.06 pace. So and I watched the stream, yeah, and it did look a little bit windy. But what it made me think is, you must have seen it worse out there when you've been doing your long runs. I'd say it was dry. I said the wind was pretty strong on the on the bits where you don't want it to be strong because that's the bits you can take advantage of where it goes slightly downhill. Right. Um, oh yeah, I mean that's the best, the, one of the best days you're going to get it um, generally because the wind can pick up stronger and it's quite open. Yeah. But it was good, you know. I mean, there was a nice little group with me, Phil, and there's a couple of um, athletes behind. Um, I'm sure we'll go into the results uh, later on, but um, I know um, Stephen Scullion and Omar, um, they were in a little group of themselves. And then I think there was a couple of half guys in and, in and, in and about sort of in front and behind. Um I quite like the fact that, and I think it's something that I think more races should do, um, is have a half in a marathon. Um, I know yes, it yes. sounds quite confusing, but I think it actually works quite well for the marathon runners. Yeah. yeah well, I had that at Houston this year, and it was quite, well, it worked for me, because I can I can try and hang on to some of the faster marathon guys. Yeah, it works both ways, doesn't it? Like, usually. Yeah. Like, if you've got some really fast marathon runners, it helps the domestic half guys out. 
like it did to Ali Watson and people today. They had a, you know, at least a pacemaker with Scullion. And then, um, and then, yeah, if you're running a marathon, it just means you've got much bigger group, especially in this country. Again, you've got a much bigger group to run with, haven't you? You know, if you think yeah. you're running 67 for a 214, which is a fast marathon, you shouldn't there be plenty of, of guys around you. So, yeah. I think it is good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, but it was good. There's loads of loads of guys out there. Um, with a few people uh, enjoying the podcast. Um, sorry, I I'm terrible with names. So, um, I forgot everybody's name. Um, who introduced themselves to me and said a, that they were enjoying the podcast. I had a listener, Big Phil, write in to say, "Was your was your race nearly ruined by a groupie speaking to you beforehand or something? Did she put you off?" Oh no, she was lovely. Yeah, I'm sorry. She is a listener, and I forgot her name because I'm terrible when someone says the name. Um, when yeah. I first meet them, it just goes straight through my brain. Um, no, it was lovely. She was lovely. Um, but yeah, it was good. Uh, to be fair, I've got a shout out to to Callum um, for um, hanging in there and toughing it out at the end. I know he was struggling. The last sort of lap, few laps um, with his side, I don't know if he had a bit of stitch or he was suffering from something. But um, yeah, watched the finish and for him just to, to sort of walk it, jog it in. Um, yeah, did a testament for him to sort of finish that and, and get across the line. So that was good to see. But yeah, I was a bit knackered at six miles and sort of came, came good again. Um, it's a good little test to see where I'm at as far as fitness. So all in all, not a bad morning, um, and that brings me to 72 miles for the week. There you go. How many weeks have you got to Manchester? Um, I wish I had about eight, but I've got four. Yeah, four. There's a 22nd in it or something like that. You'll be fine. Cool. Right, let's go on to a man who is racing over a much shorter distance in, well, it said Bristol Track Club, but it was actually in Bath, I, I'm led to believe. Um, yeah, so I think the, the venue was just outside Bath, but the hosts were Bristol Track Club. There you go. Um, so yeah, Josh, you want to talk us through this week? Yeah, so uh, first, <clears throat> um, first day uh, of the week was bank holiday, as Matt said. So I went out with Jake and we went on actually quite a hilly loop. Uh, so we did 10 miles, average 6.14s. Uh, and then, so th- this week, I had quite an easy week actually relative. So my mileage was quite low. Um, so just the one run on Monday. And then Tuesday, uh, I did four miles in the morning, um, so 6.45s. And then I had a, a session in the evening. So um, I had six by a K off 200 jog in about 90 seconds. I was basically sort of just trying to hit what I roughly thought would be around about 5k pace or sort of 5k effort um so i did uh three mile warm-up it was probably actually a little bit more than that because uh my signal was terrible on the track um, one thing actually i started doing is started running a little bit quicker on my warm-ups i feel so much better starting the session so yeah that's uh, i did that yesterday as well you hold actually, that so. thought because there's a list of question later asking okay. exactly that there you go good um so time wise uh just I've actually made some, some amendments to my watch settings this week. Um, uh, so... let's, talk, let's, let's go through your whole settings because I'm now on your Strava and I can see yeah. you're, you're not there. 
well, for the first half of the week anyway. So what's happened, Josh? Oh, right. Yeah. So I've uh, I lost, lost my head. I lost my head a little bit at the beginning of the week. I was getting some troll messages about my training. So I was like, right, that's it. I'm going private on Strava until I settle down. So I might come back next week. We'll see. Well, you did come back on, on the weekend. I just put my race on. Which is the worst. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. If people start being nice, I might come back. The okay. worst thing is, right, when people send you messages or fake accounts, at least have the balls to do it on your own account. <laughs> annoys me. True. I, I wouldn't mind it as much. It's true. But there we go. So, yeah, so I went out. I thought if I could run 255s, that'd be pretty solid. And the first one, I ran 255, and I was like, oh, that's a little bit quick. And I think I got out a little bit too quick on the first lap, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, 255, 257, 57, 57, 57, 55. So, consistent at least. Um, and it was a little bit windy, but I made sure the I had least wind on the you know what I'm trying to say yeah yeah, yeah I missed yeah, the wind yeah the missed two and a half laps that's yeah. it yeah exactly um yeah so it was a little, little bit of a grind but not too bad because it's just a what mind. was the rest uh 200 jogging 90 which yeah but you obviously didn't nice. do 200 straight through you obviously went out and back did you um what I was probably doing is I think I left my drink so I'd like take a sip of drink so I'd stop for like I don't know, 20 seconds and then just jog really slowly. Yeah, but you always so, no, win. Yeah, so I jog 200 every time because oh, then you're starting yeah. in the same place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got that. Right. Bye. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just did uh, 20, 20 minutes one down. Um, so, yeah, Wednesday uh, went out in the morning and just had 10K, so just uh, 6.34s. Um, so, yeah, started pretty easy and then sort of just got a little bit quicker. Then I had two by one mile sort of a tempo effort. And uh, Rob actually said to me, was because he didn't really give me a pace. And he said, I said, so what, what should I aim for? And he said, see what you think you should aim for. And I'll tell you how close to you are after you've done it. Um, so I really had no idea. Um, well, I had a rough idea. So I sort of said, I'll aim for five minute miling. And I think he was probably, he said, probably aim for four, yeah, 455-ish. So not many miles away, but, um, and it felt, I did around Butte and it felt probably a little bit harder than I'd have liked again, but, um, and that was just off a minute, um, jog as well. What'd you do? Oh yeah. So I did 501 and then five, uh, five minutes and then 502. So you just did two by a mile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty easy day. It's almost like Uh, a sensible, anyway. (laughs) Well, I, I, the problem was, I, I, I didn't think it'd be quicker than five minute mile. So I thought five will probably be the fastest it'll be. So I'll do that. Um, so yeah, I was a little bit surprised actually. He's, and then, gone, uh, he's gone Wednesday, 45 minutes, one run. Thursday, two by a mile. What's happened to him? <laughs> it's just a vibe. Change, so. man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I did 20 minute warm down. Then um, I didn't really have a run sort of set on Friday. It was sort of do your normal... Uh, pre-run whatever you do before a race so i went out i just did 10k uh 644s and then i did some strides so just did six by 15 seconds then uh race morning so i went out and did a shakeout just did 20 minutes 725s nice and easy um and then warm-up wise for the race so got to the race and it was so windy i don't know if you guys saw watch the stream 
Before you go into that, before you go into your race, what was the what was the plan for the race? Was the plan for the race to like feel fresh and be ready for the race? Because I feel like if you're doing a 10k the day before a race that you want to sort of run well at, it's not a bit much. Uh, yeah, yes and no, because I I don't like tapering too much, and I felt like I was probably on the the way towards that. So I yeah I. That's why I did a shakeout in the morning as well, because I was like, I don't want to feel like lethargic. Um, but yeah, I think that the aim of the race is pretty much to see how fit or unfit I was. Um, and like I think we said last week, I I think if conditions were good, I was kind of hoping to run about 14, 45 at very, very best. I didn't think I'd run faster than that. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of my expectation going into it. And then when we got there, the so the venue, uh, I mean, shout, shout out to the organisers, because the venue is brilliant. It's just unfortunately it's at the top of a hill and it was very windy yesterday so one way was horrendously headwind and one way was like pretty significant backwind um so it's three and a half laps round um a cycle path uh, a cycle track i don't know if you, either of you have done it before no but it's similar to no. podium podium exactly yeah yeah. It's, yeah very similar um so yeah so first i did a 20 minute warm-up with jake so we, yeah we ended up running pretty quick for the warm-up so we started started at 6 20s got down to about 5.45s um but yeah that's like i said earlier i think that to me helps me feel actually warmed up um the downside to that is i had a conversation with andy davis on the start line and i sort of said to him i was like there's probably gonna be a lot of people that go up very quick here so let i don't want to be one of those so i'll probably sit back with you and try and just follow you through the field so the first through the first k I realised that I was one of those people that had gone off too fast. You didn't. Not, um, only, not only did you go off too fast, you went off too fast and not really with anybody. So I saw you about um, just after a K, they came yeah. back to you, and the group behind you was my was was yeah. way behind you, and the group yeah. in front of you was pulling away. Yeah, yeah. So you, you were about two. I was two forty-five for a K. Forty-five. Yeah. Which, I mean, the, the thing was, I was like, right, let's just sort of judge how everybody goes out. And it was single file from the starts because of the wind. So they had the pacer, then Jake, and then yeah, a group of people literally single file. So I was like, well, I'm just going to hang, hang on to the back of this for as long as I can. Why, though? Why did you not go Andy Davies, Tom Merson, people who run solidly all the time? Yeah, I know. I'll just, I'll just wait to see what they do. Let them go ahead of me. I'll just sit in. Um, that I mean, that was the plan, and I got very excited. What's two forty-five? Is that sub fourteen? Thirteen forty-five. Yeah, yeah. thirteen forty-five. Yeah. Pace. Well, if you don't go out at that pace, you'll never run it, Matt. So I thought I'd give myself the option. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> though, are you, you is that is that is that the right way to do it? Because the end oh of no, the day... I, I very was very aware on the second lap that was definitely not the way to do it. Do you, I, I, it panned back to you about, about I don't know just before a mile, and you were like right in the middle. Of, middle of note and it reminded me of frankfurt yeah. when you you realized you like kind of not looking I've made a mistake into a site like it's like yeah i've messed this up yeah I, I was aware of that at a k when we came around the bend and i was like oh i didn't i didn't realize how quick it was firstly but also i was like i'm not sure how long much longer i can sort of sit onto the back of this group um but so what, i what, what he did think in his head though matt was we ran this for a K last week in our long run, so it should be fine. 
True. <laughs> so, so, so if you're so if you're doing two forty five, right? So you're at the back of this group. Let's just let, let's picture it for a second. So you're at the back of this group. So at that stage, there, what are you thinking? What What's the next logical thing to do? Is it to try Shit, and hold your foot, or is it to slow down and attach yourself to the chasing group? Um. Well, I can tell you what I what I did was hang on for as long as I could. Probably which was wasn't much longer. The chasing group. They were they so went, far behind. They went through in so, about 255. Yeah. Andy Davies group, which in the space. 10 of, seconds is a lot to yeah. just give up. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, would you, what have you given that up, though, in the sense that, let's say, if you drop to 255, give yourself that opportunity. You already banked 10 seconds, let's say, to a certain degree. I know you're slowing back down, but to give yourself an opportunity opportunity to say like i'll sit with them for three or four k and then you potentially push on again just to bring levels down yeah i mean definitely definitely an option i mean if you if you see the result when we go through the results you'll see andy nailed it so um yeah in hindsight that would have been the, probably the best way to run it but i committed so um yeah so it, it, it basically made it quite hard to sort of sustain my pace just in the wind um so I ended up running 14.53. And to be honest, I was pretty pretty pleased with that. And that who said that last week? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. Someone actually commented uh, to say very good predictions. Did I say 53 uh, and Matt said 52? I, I think so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I, I was actually pretty pleased with that because, like I say, I mean, it was pretty windy. Um, and if you look at it, 30 seconds behind Jake, I'd definitely take that. Yeah, Yeah, no, I agree. But on the flip side... Jake's only beaten a vet 40 214 marathon runner by 18 seconds. Yeah. Do you know, I think the thing is, if you, depending on how you ran it, so if you could get in, because the girls ran pretty quick, yeah. but if you could sit behind someone in the wind, it was massive. And Jake was literally on his own, like as a target. Yeah, but, but he did that to himself, like you did. He also did that to himself. He ran a 241 2 first K. Um, yeah, but they had a they had a cash incentive for time bonus. That's why he did that. What for? For what time? Uh, thirteen forty-five and fourteen minutes. Okay, fair. And fourteen. Oh, I've just yeah. got. I've just gone for the fourteen then. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah. So overall, I was pretty pleased with that. I thought. I mean, it's, what? It's only ten seconds off my PB, mm. and I'm yeah. certainly not in the best shape of my life. So. And that's what we said last week. You know, fourteen fifty-three in the wind would have been a good result so yeah um so i think yeah basically off the back of that then uh, i'm not really sure what so i'm probably not going to race in the immediate future um i think basically now sort of everything's sort of planning back from berlin so i entered berlin sort of had that all confirmed and antrim half um but then i think yeah for the next three four weeks i'm just going to be building sort of get a bit of a base and then a bit more specific after that so how long is it till berlin then uh, I think it's 21 weeks. And then how long to Antrim? So it's... Antrim's either 28, isn't it? Yeah, so it's 18, 18 weeks to Antrim and then, oh, it's 22 weeks to Berlin. You're surely going to do something else in between. Oh, yeah, I, may, I, very, I very, well, very well may, but at the moment, I haven't planned anything in. So um, I might do a 10K or something. Because, yeah, I mean, I'd, li I'd like to race. Um but it's just, yeah, I need to find one. So, um, yeah, so that was my Saturday. And then, and then Sunday this morning, I uh, went out with Sam Tyus from Cardiff and we did 
Uh, I, I did went that a little bit longer than he did. So he did 80 minutes. Uh, what did I do? So just over 16 miles to 26k, I think it was. And uh, average 622s. So what's that for the week? Mileage wise, that's 72 for the week. Oh. And what are you, Matt? 72. Depends oh, here we go. A little bit. Here's the 72.3. Big... So oh, let's, hand, let's, hand, over, let's hand, over, hand over to the big mileage man now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's managed seven days of running. So I think I beat you. Is that per month or? No, nah, 86 miles this week. So let's go into Very this. Good. Monday, um, just an easy run in the morning. I did an hour at 7.20s. Oh, we went a lot off-road, so Matt would not have liked this one. We, most of, about 75% of this was off-road. So, um, so yeah, Invincibles are not made for off-road. Oh yeah, they they are. I, I would say they're the worst shoe to run off road in. Yeah, especially if uh, Aaron. Do you remember last summer where you took me on some of those sort of farmers' fields? That's what uh, this was. Some of it, absolutely horrendous. Yeah, I don't think I actually wore the invincibles that Philip had did, and I was just laughing about it. So um, yeah, she's not got the best Achilles either, so I did feel for her. But um, that was Monday morning. We recorded Monday evening, and despite having my dinner ready for me. I got out for 30 minutes. Josh was pleased. I did 30 minutes at 7.05s. I think I got a bit keen for the first couple of miles. Then I realised I had to go back uphill. Um, so solid Monday. Tuesday, I thought I'm going to do a session today. So cricket pitches, well, on Tuesday it was okay. It hadn't been cut that well, so it was a bit, bit long in places. So I did a 20-minute warm-up and then... The plan was five by five minutes, but I thought I might as well do five by four laps to see how I compare to other years. And my God, it was rough. I felt I got got to the end of the second. I got in four minutes in the second one and I wanted to finish. And five by five minutes isn't a big session like compared yeah. to what I've done in the past. But yeah, I it wasn't even. So I, I went 508, 507, 513, 512, 512. So fairly consistent. But that's like, what, 78, 79 a lap around that cricket pitch. Well, I think I've done eight by four laps in 450 to 55. So plenty of progression to be had. Um, but got one done. That's the main thing. Got one ticked it's off. It's a positive. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the good thing was I was just hurting because of lack of aerobic fitness. It wasn't anything else. So. Nice to get one done. Um, I struggled my way around 15-minute cool-down. Again, I got about five minutes into that and wanted to stop. I was like, I can't just do a five-minute cool-down. I'm going to have to do a bit more. Um, so, What's yeah. What's with the five-minute cool-down? I know. I thought I'd keep going. I had some time, so I thought I might as well use it. Um, Wednesday, got out for 75 minutes by myself, I think, on this one. Um, yeah, I did listen to inside running um they had some comment on some youtubers not i don't think it's related to anyone on here maybe but anyway um I, I actually had some comments on my strava about that but i actually don't listen to the podcast so i have no idea what they said they didn't name any names but pretty confident some of it was aimed at you Josh. <laughs> um but yeah 75 minutes 703 i got my heart rate monitor back um 
I can't remember. Where'd it go, mate? Where'd it go? It's about that battery. Oh, right. Do you know what? The self-checkout machines, the weight never registers for the batteries. Oh, horrendous. Them and been staring at them? Well, no, I, I have to wait for the woman to come over and, and put it through manually because it's, it doesn't weigh anything. But yeah, if you want to buy like a, a 30p pack of children's crisps with it, you might as well. Um, top tip of that the week. And, uh, that and cards, birthday cards, whatever. Yeah. You can't, it, it, don't go to self-checkout. Exactly. But you know, heart rate, 141 average, which over some pretty decent hills is back getting there for 703 anyway. Um, so felt pretty good post-session. Thursday, I, I had some time on my hands at lunchtime and thought, you know what? I like I'm, you having time on your hands. I'm going to do another session. So went back to the cricket pitch. It had been cut. And I did 20 laps at threshold. So just ran heart rate, um, like one, 170-ish, got to threshold, which was good. So for the four laps average, Matt, 5.11s, 5.12s. So quicker than Tuesday without any recovery. That's fitness, that is. Two days. <laughs> I'm not sure that's how it works. but Accelerated fitness. Um, so, yeah. Again, like 5.11, 5.12 average for four laps. I was doing 4.50, 55 for a threshold around there. So, again, some work to be had. Um, but two sessions banked. I enjoyed, um, enjoyed your route on, on the comments. Who did? Big fan um, of the show. Tom Halloway. Uh, Carl. Oh, Carl, Carl too. Yeah. Oh, so Tom, actually, your ring. To be fair, Tom, Tom messaged quite late on, on Thursday about on that session to remind me that I hadn't put the podcast out to everybody. So, I'd forgotten to schedule it like I normally do. So I had to go. I, had to, I was actually in Waitrose at the time. So I rushed home, got it out on Thursday evening for everybody. So apologies about that. That's my fault. But thanks to Tom Halloway for pointing out. Even though he's a patron and gets it Sunday evening, he was waiting for the main release too. It's keen. Um, Cheers, Tom. So I got out for a double on Thursday evening. Went over to where Stamford Striders do their little session. And um, Luke was doing his warm up. I messaged Luke and he said, I've got a session, but I'll do 20 minutes warm up. So I thought that'll do. I'll join you for that and do a few laps. So got five miles done at 7.14s, which made me double. I just struggled to double without somebody running. I need the motivation of somebody else running. When you double down, do you do your long run in the morning or the, yeah. in the evening? Yeah, so the session, I did a session in the morning and then what to do... 30, 35 minutes, but just couldn't be bothered on my own. It was quite windy know, as well. Do you find, I don't know if you boys find this, but if I miss a run in the morning and I have to do it at night, it is literally painful in the sense that I feel like you're out forever. I just can't yeah. do it anymore. Do, I think yeah. a lot of it depends on what you eat in the day as well. Mm. I, I feel just, if I don't have, yeah, if I have something, I don't know, which doesn't sit as well with me, the run in the evening is not pleasant. I was looking earlier mm. at some some of my old stuff, like even like 2015s, not that long ago. And I was like doing after work 10 mile runs at 6:30 p.m. We fairly, would always do, yeah, we would yeah. do that together when we ran all the time, even in the winter. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think lockdown has made me soft because it's allowed me to run sort of earlier and I've just got used to it now. Anyway, um, so that's Thursday. Friday, I did an easy, so 11 o'clock. I don't know why I got out. Oh, I do know why. So Friday, Friday night, Friday morning. So Thursday night, Friday morning. Eliza woke up at quarter past four. So well, she woke up at midnight. Jenny went in, sorted her out. She woke up at four. Jenny fed her. She woke up at half four. And I was like, I'm just going to get up for, she was fine. But so I got up for, so I was up at half four and Jenny got up at eight and I went, for, I went for a nap from eight till I think half nine. And that's why I ran at 11 o'clock. Um, but got, yeah, an hour and five done. But you know, when you're t- like, when you're actually sleep deprived, it's a horrible experience to try and do any physical exercise. I just, I really, and it was windy. It was windy as well. So when I hit any wind, it was just an absolute slog. So yeah, and the weather, the weather actually has been pretty. Grim yeah. So it, first, it got windy Thursday. Friday was windy, and then Friday evening, I messaged Ben Heron because I thought he'll he'll join me for a run. Um, and we did a little off road thirty five minutes, five miles. Um, he needed a bit of life coaching on that run. And I'm the perfect life coach, so gave him lots of sound advice. Um, which what was sure, the takeaways? Was takeaways? Um, yeah, he needs to be be the big boss that he he says he is. I like that. He um he doesn't want me to say this, but I'm going to say anyway. He told me he had to run at half five on on Wednesday morning because he had to leave the house at seven to get to the wherever it was for like an eight o'clock meeting. So why is setting eight o'clock? No one needs eight o'clock meetings. That's my takeaway. So anybody who's setting eight o'clock meetings, take a look in the mirror. Um, so that was Friday. Yesterday, I've got a good story about yesterday. So Jenny was out doing something, um, wherever she gets up to. So I had Eliza and we, I thought I'll take her out for a walk. It's about half past nine in the morning. And I didn't take the buggy again. And I thought, I'd, we'll just go for a little walk. And I thought, I might as well go down to the meadows and then walk into town, which is about, what, a mile and a half, the route I took. So that was fine, but she only walked about 100 metres of that mile and a half, so I carried her the rest of the way. Now, we saw the ducks, which is all good. And then coming back through town, I thought I'd pop to Waitrose, get some milk and get some food. And I had my little dinosaur backpack on and put the milk in there. Started walking back up the hill. So it's about a mile home uphill. And got probably a quarter of a mile up the hill. And this lady said, oh, your bag's open. So I stopped, put Eliza down. She started crying because she was tired by this point. And I realized my zip was broken on my bag. So I had to take the milk out. I had the milk in one hand the bag like grasp with the other fingers to try and close it and Eliza in the other arm and I was like I don't know what to do I might have to leave one of these things here like the bag or Eliza I thought probably should take Eliza but didn't want to leave the bag either so I thought there must do you know when you get into these situations you think 
I'm going to be able to do this, but I actually don't know how I'm going to be able to do this right now. I just thought all hope was lost. And I messaged, I took a picture of Jenny. I sent a picture to Jenny of the situation. said, how can I carry all this up the hill? And she just replied saying, why didn't you take the buggy? Which I thought was helpful at the time. Anyway. I'm managed- just stories I just can't relate to at all. Well, they don't have car seats, do they? Can you just stick on your lap? No. For a mile? That. Not allowed. Anyway, I could have. I didn't think of a taxi. You, you, you were probably the man to text, not Jenny. Anyway, um, got up to the Danish, Inva- Danish Invader, your favourite pub. So about a kilometre home. You have a swift one in there. Eliza falls asleep. So she's now a dead weight across one arm. I, I had a hat on, a woolly hat and a coat, and it wasn't that cold. I was dripping in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> my this life could not horrendous. have got any worse. Anyway, so that was for Saturday morning. Um, she, Jenny got home about five o'clock, and I was like, I need to run. I watched Josh's race, and I was like, I've done so well this week to do Monday to Friday, so I'm going to have to run. So I got, jumped on the treadmill and managed to get an hour 35 down on the treadmill at a fairly decent pace. I probably pushed it a little bit too hard because I was watching some Sweat Elite videos, um, which got me rolling. Is it Bob B, the Luxembourg guy, who's doing a nice little session? Some takeaways for you uh, there, Josh. Oh, God. I've not seen what, that one. That boy, he is like... how he. I, I, I saw something um, once when he does all these drills and stuff and how he yeah. runs. It's like... Oh, it is this pure is poetry. Guy. Yeah, yeah, maybe a bit too. He's overextending a little bit. Isn't he? He, to be fair to him, his session was on point. Like he yeah. ran sensibly. Like he did. He's a good runner. He did like a two k threshold, which you give Josh two k threshold before it'd be like five fifty. He ran it in like six six thirty on the track. So two thresholds, and he took his blood, and it was like one point six millimole. So, you know, he's a sensible boy. Anyway, that was good watch. Um, and then I watched Alex Masai run up a hill which for Naz Elite, which wasn't such a good watch. Because um, mm. I think Ben Rosario and Alex spoke to camera for about half an hour. And I was like, I just want to see some running. Anyway, um, got that done on the treadmill. So I've heard there's, um, there's a couple of good YouTubes on, um, on running. Really? No, oh. if you want to watch running, just tune in to the boys. Josh, Josh and Jake. There's Josh loads of on that one. Are you going to start a channel, Josh and Jake? Someone actually said that to us the other day. <laughs> what, would you, what would you, how would you um, narrate it? What would you put on there? That's not my forte. I wouldn't. Like the life know. of Josh and Jake. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. You should get one of that, you know, that um, train guy on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. Francis, or whatever it's called. <laughs> Yeah, you should you should get one of those one of those cameras. <laughs> that's basic. Anyway, um, I took anyway. So I got fourteen mile done at six forty six. Um, so that was solid. And woke up this morning, and I ache everywhere. My arm, my biceps ache, and I was not in a good way. And I was desperately trying to find somebody to run. Nobody was run with me, so I didn't. I did an hour and four in the end at 7.13. I haven't looked at this yet. I watched my heart rate throughout the whole run. I couldn't get it below 150. It was very windy, but I'm going to see what I've averaged now. Do you know what I think you could do? A little tip here. Recover. It's a real, it's a real simple tip. It's just to slow your run down. I tried. 
one four six average. Aaron, I'll give you a tip. This is what I've done. I've Granada. turned the heart rate. No, turn the heart rate off on your watch. Yeah, I did try to slow down. I thought Matt. I I stopped a couple of times for a quick wee, and I thought, just going to go. How slow did you go to? Seven sixty, seven twenty-four first mile. Then I ran us. I was running like seven fifteens for most of it. Yeah, and then what did you do? You did you try and slow down to bring your heart rate down to recover? I did, but then I turned out the wind, and it did get a little bit better. I went back down the hill, but it was still too high. But it was also like a bit of a death mark. Like every step, I was just like, I kind of want to run quicker to, it. to make this a finish. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't running. Yeah, I wasn't running quick by any means. But yeah, I, I did not recover well. But this is also because, so obviously yesterday, um, ran a bit hard because I did that treadmill session at like six o'clock or whatever. So I didn't finish till seven. Eliza's got another sickness bug. So I was up all night with that. So I haven't slept well and haven't recovered well from the runs. So, yeah, recover well, people, but I didn't. So anyway, what's that finished on? 80? I said at the start, I forgot now. 86. 86. Considering how little running, running you did at the weekend, you managed to really long that bit out. Yeah, it's a good story for you. Yeah, it was a I've good got, story. To I've got fair. these life stories, Josh. You might need to find some. That's well, at least what the listeners tune in for is the live story. At, at least find something that you can say on air. Anyway, um, <laughs> Strava leaderboard, Josh, you mentioned to me before that we are nearly at a thousand people on Strava. Yeah, we're not far away, 931 at the moment. So oh, I've got it open. So Jasper, uh, the Flash, is back on top as he was last week. She's 132 miles for the week. Wow. Go on, uh, and then the top woman scrolling. It's a little way down actually. To like, no, that. you can't. I think it's Joanna again. Klopsch on seventy-two miles. I'm I'm twentieth, boys. Me and me and Josh's favourite Dom, eighty-six point one. Um, right. Where are we going next, boys? I've lost myself in this excitement. Um, uh, it should be Weston's wise words. Yeah, Weston's. Here he is. Josh, you can host this show, mate. <laughs> there you go. Over to you, Josh. We've taught training, training um, this week has been very quick, so we might have to cut down the listener questions. Very quick, very long. So um, very... All right. Go on. Okay, I'm going to see if I can pronounce this word. God. Um, correctly. Why? I just don't. I just. He, he needs to start giving me simple, simple English here. Anyway, Weston's wise words for this week. And the date is I'm going to timestamp this. It's 6 06 on 24th of April, Sunday. Um, so say no to Nasibo. Saying that right. To what? Spell it. I'm just going to roll with it. It's called Nasibo. So it's like placebo, but it's nocebo. Okay. I'm just going to roll with it. So everyone listening, just bear with. So what is nocebo? Again, could be butchering this word. Uh, we've all heard of... I assume he seems... I, I assume... Oh, okay. Maybe he's... I that wrong. We've all heard of... 
placebo. I assume that I assume he means placebo there, which is Latin for I will please. I will please. And the placebo, placebo, it's called placeo anyway, which is Latin for I will please. Nocebo is Latin for I will harm. It's just as powerful as placebo, but in a, but in the negative. Okay, so that is right. Research has shown that if you believe something, even if it's wrong, it can set off a chain reaction in the, in the hypothalamus and pituitary and adrenal glands, areas that deal with extreme threat to the body. Basically, if you fear and believe, uh, oh, if you fear, if you fear and belief with, if you. <laughs> If your fear and belief were strong enough, the result could be deadly. Say no to nocebo. So there you go. There's something Sorry, in there. that was another terrible delivery. It reminds, my, <laughs> it reminds me of my wife who's constantly wrong and just believes she's right. Anyway, we'll move on from so there. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for that one. Listens. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, nocebo effect. Like placebo. Nocebo but, effect. There you nocebo. go. Um, I've got a quick rant for you because I'm going to make it quick. What's with it with cars on rural roads, like trying to like almost run you over? I don't get it. Like what do they think they're going to achieve by getting as close as possible to you? Because if they hit you and knock you over, it's not going to end well for, for you and for them, is it? Like they're going to be fed, like a lengthy stint in prison. So I don't understand why, especially if it's van drivers a lot. They're like, swerve in like you're running on the up you know running into traffic like you should do on a on a rural road and they like yeah i don't know is you, this the reason why it's an issue because you're running into the traffic that's why you should do. no you should yeah you should run into the traffic no in the sense he's saying you're running into the traffic so do you mean you're running to the face of the traffic yeah 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 um so this is your rant. So you need to paint a little bit of a picture here. So if you've got an example of this. Well, it happens. That's why I go down the cricket pitch and don't run on these roads because it happens all the time because they're quite narrow type roads and you'll be, do, you'll be trying to do a session and you're running down this road at five minute mile in and you've only got like a, a bank to jump up onto. Like it's not, not got anywhere else to go. And the cars just keep like driving at you. They don't swerve, you know, like a bike and they'll go out wide or whatever. Even with bikes, you see it all the time on YouTube, don't you? Bikes, they like almost go as close as possible to give you like a bit of a scare. But I think it's it's just madness. Anyway, I think what you need to do, mate, is you need to pack your bags and, and move to Wales because that doesn't happen around here. You don't get any cars. Well, we get a few cars, um, but a few horse and carts. But you generally, I, I mean, I found living in North Wales, um, didn't get any of that. Everyone's very respectful around here, mate. Yeah, you don't get that in England. Do you wear reflective gear, like, and stuff what's bright, like brightly coloured? Because I know, obviously, now it's not too bad, but even when I'm out and about in the summer, in Evermon Road that I'm going to be out, like, take, for example, Wrexham Industrial Estate, yeah. like, there's parts there where it's quite busy. I'll always tend to wear something quite, like, um, bright and sort of vibrant anyway, even if, even if it's light. That reminds me, I had an argument once with a police officer who... Me and my friend were wearing like black t-shirts on a, a nice sunny morning. And he was, we were running into the traffic and he was driving towards us. He, he obviously didn't see us, so he swerved quite late. He spins it round, drives alongside us, and like, lads, can you stop a minute? I want a word. And we're like, 
well, no, you can stop at my house. We'll be done in eight miles time if you want to have a chat. And he was like, you should be wearing bright clothing. We're like, well, the sun was behind us. So surely if we're wearing yellow clothing, it's going to be even worse for you. Surely we should be wearing black. I just have an argument either way, Matt. That's my problem. Yeah, true. My other argument would be with sunny day, why are you wearing black anyway? Because that's going to make you hotter. It wasn't warm. It was like a, a cold sun. I think the takeaway here is Wales. Everyone's Move happy to Wales. and not aggressive right. on the roads. Okay. Um, we'll jump into one list of questions quickly because it relates to what Josh said earlier. It comes in from Wes, who said, I've seen a lot of athletes on Strava doing different types of warm-up for their races. What do you boys do for your warm-up and does it differ depending on the race you you do? So say 5K or a marathon. Josh, you did 5K at the weekend and you said you did six-minute mile in for 20 minutes. Yeah. So most of my sessions now, if they're they're shorter, I would probably go... Most of my warm-ups, I do 20 minutes anyway, unless it's like a really big marathon session. Um, But yeah, I would probably run quicker the shorter the distance, generally. So, I mean, even up to half marathon, I think before Houston, I did 20, 25 minute jog um, and started pretty slow, but then sort of just picking up and gradually getting faster and faster. So yeah, down to probably six minute miling and a half, but yeah, 5k, I'd probably run sort of low sixes. How long before the race? Um, probably about an hour. Always, to, no matter what. Um, I think the marathon, because it, I... I run probably a bit a uh, bit less i'd probably do 15 minutes i'd probably go a little bit later um i think it's yeah, not quite as important because you've got such a long way to go all right matt what do you do uh before races or just general general before before, before races we'll talk about that first before races well i do tend to try and find somebody to talk to um on on the warm-ups because i quite enjoy that and then I just go whatever, really. I just go nice and slow. Um, anything sort of 7, 7.30s. Anything just easy pace. And then get a few strides in. I, I, to be honest, I've done similar to Josh in the past. Um, faster faster um, warm-ups. Um, a bit of a like, up-tempo K at the end of a, end of a warm-up. Didn't work for me. So just kind of going with what I know. So it'll be, you know, two miles warm-up maybe a bit longer, maybe a bit less, and then just a handful of strides and then sort of get into it. When when are you doing that? Like how long before the race? Yeah, so similar to Josh, and I think everyone's very similar in the sense that it's just been one hour before kickoff, really. So yeah, because I do an hour, but I've got quite a few friends who, who do about 45 minutes before. And you find often, but actually with recreational runners, they they often do it the ones I coach almost like, I don't know, say they're doing a park run and I've given them two mile warm up. They'll start their warm up at like 8.35. So it's like done by 8.55 and then they're straight into the race. And to be fair, when I do a session, I'm not warming up an hour before, but when I do a race, I, I, warm up. I think it's just because I can't bother with a faff before a session to make it so long. Um, I definitely faff a lot on the warm-up, to be honest. But, but yeah, I also do about an hour before. I think for the marathon, it's probably about 45 minutes before because I'm only doing like a mile usually. Um, but, yeah, similar to Matt, I've tried, I've tried doing that threshold type thing before a race and it's either made no difference or I've ran worse. So 
yeah, I don't really, I sort of understand, like, it's meant to stop your lactate from spiking, isn't it? Like, when you immediately start. But, but yeah, surely you can get that from doing strides. Yeah, I think, personally, I don't think, I think the warm-up is obviously very important, which you need to walk before a race, but you're not going to get anything out of that warm-up that's going to change the, the, the end result of your race. Because let's be honest, if you're targeting a race and you know you've been targeting this for the last six to eight weeks or whatever, leading into that race, that week of the race, you're going to be tapering anyway. You're going to feel fresh. Your body's going to be ready to race. The warm-ups are little, um, a little something to get you into the race. I think, uh, I think the emphasis on on the warm-up is important, but I think it's a case of getting the body warmed up and ready and and the, whatever pace or duration you want to do to do that, then that's fine. But I think the takeaway is you want to be ready to race. Mm. And I think it certainly, if you're only giving yourself, you know, starting your warm-up 20, 25 minutes before the race, you're potentially not going to be quite as ready as you might need to be. Yeah, I think give yourself an hour before your race. You can get a little stretch in. You can mm. go to the toilet. You know, you can have a little chat or whatever. Um, and then you'll, you know, you'll, you'll get on that start line and you'll feel prepared to yeah. race hard. Yeah, that's it for me. Cool. Um, let's jump into the news because there's a bit of news to go through as well. Um, where should we start? We'll start in, in Hamburg. Hamburg Marathon is today. And Josh... You're the pronunciation king of, of these athletes. Do you know who it was? Yeah, Yamlesfa Yahula Law, I believe. That's Yahula Law. Okay, yeah. she, she ran 217.23, which is the fastest ever debut. Um, sick full time on the, on the female marathon list. She won the race by nine minutes, so pretty swift. But she's got a swift half PB, hasn't she? So it wasn't really yeah, faster than me. Major, major surprise. Um, Siberian, good first name, Siber- or Siberian Kotut won the men's in 204.47. He beat Kipchoge's course record. And there's 13 men under 209. Pretty rapid. Yep, sorry. From, from Britain, Alex Lawrence, who we've mentioned, he, he won uh, one of those races easily, 10K, I think it was in like 29 though. He ran 217.41. Um, I think he's originally from Ipswich Way. So, yeah, got another 50 seconds, Alex, to get the, the Suffolk Marathon PB, um, which I'm pretty sure nobody's beaten. I'm just going to claim it right now. Um, yeah, so Hamburg, pretty quick. There was a few Aussies running, but there's nobody else I've missed, is there? Good. Not, not that much. Um, also abroad in the week, I think it's Friday, Oregon relays were on. Dak Seddon ran a, a European qualifying time as 3K steeple, 8.26. Tom Anderson, big run from Tom in the 5K, 13.28. Um, Charlie Wheeler, 13.43. Quick for big him, run isn't it? Charlie. Yeah. yeah a big one. So, yeah, some swift times out in the States. Um, and then today in Malaga, ASICs had this meta trials thing on and they had, it seems like a five or 10 K and a half. So in the five K, Ailish McColgan bettered a British record to run 1445. 
potentially. Some people are saying 43, some are saying 44. I've read 45, so we'll go with that. Um, Josh Griffiths ran the 10K, but had some breathing difficulties, I think, to run 30, 16. And is he, is he packed in the fag jam? He's what? Is he not? Is he still, still on 20 a day? Probably still smoking, isn't he? Josh Griffiths. Big smoker. He sounds like a smoker. Little Welsh Is that what accent. you think of every South Wales accent? <laughs> um, anyway, before I get myself in trouble, um, half marathon, Natasha Cockrum, 7130. Is that PB, Natasha? Or she no, she, she ran 70 something at um, Cardiff the other week. Have you seen these shoes? The new Metaspeed Sky? Yeah, I don't think they're that different to the older ones. I think it's just the colourway. It makes them look yeah. massive. The, yeah, the green and the yellow. Yeah, yeah, they look like monsters. <laughs> what, like, honestly, yellow and green together has never been a colourway. Norwich City, like, why would you do it to yourselves? So, my top tip for any designers out there, steer away from yellow and green. Um, there was also, I think, there was a four-by-a-mile world record attempt in Oregon because James West was part of the team. Um, it's a very niche record, isn't it? Four by a mile, like on your own as a team. It's yeah. funny you say that. There's, I think, in a lot of the professional athletes' contracts, I think potentially there's like um, things in there whereby, like, if you break a world record, you get you get like bonus for it. Yeah, okay. I think it's yeah. Very grey. Yeah. Um, I remember um, Kyle Merber, uh, American mm. miler. Because they broke it a few years back, and in his like contract, it said if you break all records, you get such and such. Uh, I, think, I think the the on track club are going for the same record next week. I think, um, and I think that's what was that Geordie Beamish and some of those guys. Maybe um, maybe Dathan's gonna roll back the years and put spikes on. Um, anyway, also aboard. I've seen a result from Vienna City half. Victoria Kenny took the win, I think, in 76-16. So, good run from her. Um, so, let's go to the big one, Wrexham Elite. Now, first of all, Steve Scullion was on to 10-11 pace up until 30k and then threw in the towel again, it seems. Any news on that, Matt? What happened? Yeah, I mean, he just basically said he was tired at 30k, which, I mean, go figure, you would be. Was um, it two weeks ago he dropped out of at 35k, was it? Yeah, it was something like that, wasn't it? No, he Josh? finished. He finished, didn't he? Sorry, he finished. No, he finished, yeah, yeah, but he kind of just walked in, I think. Um, he looked good. He looked great, um, yeah. to be fair. The whole way around, he looked really smooth. Um, Omar was just ahead of him. Um <clears throat> To be fair as well, he was uh, he was running in the Under Armour Super Shoe and he said that because they don't do half sizes, he was having issues again with his with his foot and it becoming slightly numb. So I don't know how much that troubled him uh, in the race. So they've got a carbon the, tube, they the know. news I have. Yeah. Okay. So I think he was having issues with the shoe. Mm. Um, so that's all I know. Um, okay. Well, I'll give the results. So 
in the full marathon, Hugh Armstrong, who's from Ireland, I might say, 214.04. So strong run from Hugh. Callum Johnson, who was, was on 214 pace for most of the race, finishing 217.46. We'll go to him in a second. And then John Gilbert, 220. Russ Bentley, 222. Um, in the female race, Chelsea Baker, 246.53 took the win. Sarah Hunter was 250 and Natalie Seymour 254. So Callum on the stream and when I was tracking him was on 214 pace seemingly all the way. And I've just read on his Instagram that he was on 214 pace up until the last 400 metres and it took him three minutes to cover the last 400 metres. Is that what you've... Yeah, he, to be fair, like he looked, really good all the way around and um, the lad who won who was an hour they were, they were both an hour group um, he was kind of he, he kept the gap the whole way around after that and he looked really good he looked really smooth he was holding his side I think at about four laps to go when, and a lap's like 3.7 miles um, and yeah he looked in a lot of discomfort um, but I mean fair play for it, fair play to him to just you know finish the race he looked you know, looked like something was going on there, whether it was Stitch or I'm not sure, to be honest, but he, he, he got the job done. So, yeah, it's just, it's a rough it's way. A shame, to, really. Yeah, to be on until the last, or to pretty much 26 miles. Um, yeah, it's a bad time to hit. Um, so, yeah, pretty in those conditions, 214.04, pretty quick, strong run. Yeah, I mean they um uh, the guy um who won he beat the uh, the Welsh all timers record as well the marathon which okay. is it's, it's been held for well it was nineteen sixty three so it's quite a record and that was two fourteen thirty I believe something like that oh because last year it wasn't in Wales was it no it was in England so that was pretty cool yeah but yeah. great event yeah he's uh, got that a lot, of, he, a lot of good runs he's got it going isn't he you know. Even even two men sub two twenty is impressive um, for a small small race, which it, it is. Um, so yeah, then on the half side of things, Jake O'Regan, quarter from Ireland, took the win in sixty four fifty eight. Now I'm going off Strava for the other two because the results haven't updated. Ali Watson, I think, was second in sixty five forty eight, and Joe Sagar potentially third in sixty six ten. Um, and then on the women's side, Fanola Ross, 74-15, Molly Williams, 74-25, Catherine Wariski, 76-12. So close finish on the on the female race. But but yeah, um, some depth in both races, really. So yeah, he's he's done well. Like, is he inviting these Irish athletes across or are they just seeing it as an opportunity? I, I think it yeah, I think it's just seeing it as an opportunity. I think because of the success from last year. Um, with where they put it in Chester, well, Cheshire, should I say, uh, West, West Cheshire, um, at Pulford, I think obviously that was so successful. Um, and it's just a great setup, do you know what I mean? I think at that at that um, top end, you've got your drinks, it's it's not very crowded, you can you can do what you need to do. And I think that was what they thought they were going to get again this year, which 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 they did. It was you know well organized and everything went went to plan, so yeah. Yeah, no, it looks like a, a decent race. And yeah, hopefully they get the less wind on the next one. And yeah, it just moves from strength to strength. So it'd be good to have a 
yeah, a bit more of a, a low-key elite type race. It's quite a nice thing to have on the calendar. Um, just going back through some notes on this ASICS race. It turns out Moketeer won the 5K in 13.20. Pretty rapid, isn't it, on the road? That must be a close to... The world record's not much faster on the road. It's 5K, or do they run quicker in the end? Yeah, I know. They've run like 12, 12.49, I think. Now. I don't know. Uh, so, so he's back this year. Um, back with a bang. Yeah. And then Finola McCormack was in the 10K in 32.19. So a couple of years ago, she was big against speaking out against carbon-plated shoes. So interested that... What was she wearing? Like, well, she wore... It was a, a an event where they had to all wear the, the new Speed Sky, so... Meta speed sky so um yeah yeah it seems like most people have been persuaded around to to carbon shoes really all those who are massively against it seem me apart from russ bentley who i saw today his 222 was in non-carbon shoes so yeah there's all, there was a few um i think john john gilbert, gilbert. was i was as well well yeah but mine was a training run. So, um, what are you wearing? Yeah, I was just wearing some Asics. Oh. Um, to be fair, um, Russell Bentley did great coming in. He looked really smooth. So, yeah, um, it's a solid run from him. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll there see what go. happens with it all. Though. Right, I think that's enough news this week. We've talked for long enough. Um, anything happening in your lives next week, boys? Josh, what you got going on? Um. What am I doing next week? I think I've so at the end of next week, I might be in London because I've got a bit of a conference of work. Um, then, yeah, start so sessions really, that's about it. So, back on well, I've sort of started three sessions a week kind of uh, vibes now. So, well, Tuesday's more progressive, but um, so yeah, see how that goes. Are you back on Strava next week or is it um, back to? We'll see, private? we'll see. I've, I've not decided yet. Please. Can we name the, uh, the person on on air or not? He's not a real oh, it's, person. It's, it's actually yeah. So that the specific one was a troll account, but there are there's a, there's been a few. It's more than one. So, I've heard I'm, you can just block block um block people on it, can't you? On Strava, probably. <laughs> right. I've heard a few people have been blocked. Yeah, there is a few. Anyway, Matt, what are you going on next week? Um. Thanks for asking me, actually. What have I got going on this week? Well, next week, should I say? Um, I do ask every week. Um, Yeah, I've got a session Wednesday. Don't know what I'm doing yet. Um, I don't know whether I'm meeting any of the boys for a session on Wednesday, but I'll do something Wednesday and then, yeah, a little tempo, something on the weekend, probably go back to to the industrial state. Um, And that's me. Okay. do you want to know what I'm up to? Absolutely. Tell us. I'll tell you anyway. Tomorrow in the office, it's desk moving day. It's a big day. So we move, God, moving some desks. so exciting. Um, not sure where I'm moving them to or why we're moving them, but we are. That's tomorrow. Um, hopefully, Eliza gets better at some point because she's um, she's worse at being ill than I am. Just sort of, yeah. She's got that trait for me and Jenny that we're just not very good at being ill. You know, people who just milk it a bit. I think she's milking it. 
anyway, um, so I hope she gets better. Then I might do this 10K next weekend. Debate Is this it. the Langtoff one? Yeah. Do you still think if we raced, you'd beat me? Not anymore, mate. Although, much. to be fair, you're around 14, 53, so it's still potentially. Could so be is, this, is this course flat, is it? It's flat. It can be windy. So my dilemma is I coach Mr. Heron, who I think is the favourite at the moment, um, next quickest PB on the start list. And I think he, he can run, I don't know, 31 mid, which is quite quick for me at the moment. Um, I also feel like I can talk him out of the race. I can sit behind him and just convince him that the pace is too fast and then I can sit on him and maybe maybe beat him. But I don't want to do that because it's not a very nice thing for a coach to do, is it? Shouldn't be like I that. I think you should do that. Um, yeah. What do we think I can run unfit? Um, I think 31, 30 would be a, a solid outing. It'd be incredible if I could do that. You believe in me. I might you, probably, you're pro- you might end up front running that as well. No, Ben. Ben will front run it. Will he? Well, I know Ben. <laughs> anyway, so I might give that a go next next Sunday. Um, depends how well the the owl outing goes on Saturday. Go and see some owls. That'd be nice. Um, oh, lovely! I've got a I've got a blackbird nest in my garden. I told you. Yeah, that's not an owl, mate. Three chicks. I know it's a bird, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah. yeah. So on that note, I'll speak to you boys next week. Yeah, have a good week, guys. See you later.